eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Kylian Mbappe, like he owns the place. And tonight, he did own the place. A hat-trick from this young boy. Power, intelligence, style. Messi scored first. Mbappe scored three thereafter. Keane's header to add to the tally too. Kylian Mbappé puts on a master class as PSG under Mauricio Pochettino route Barcelona 4-1 at camp. Now, Liverpool win 2-0 against RB Leipzig. We have Jimmy Conrad. We have Jonathan Johnson to get all the reaction from both games as the Champions League returned. Kego Lasso begins right now. Hey, everybody, welcome to Kego Lasso, our Tuesday recap. And my God, what a great way for the Champions League to return. Jimmy Conrad. What have I even seen? Killing Mbappe next level. Listen, I knew that PSG were going to have a good performance. I don't think I knew they were going to play this well in particular. I said Killing Mbappe is going to score anytime. That felt like, <laughs> what? of course, he was going to score anytime when you see him perform like that. So that was a nice one for me to hit but I just didn't have the courage to go with PSG all the way. I thought Barcelona were going to show a little bit more backbone than they showed, but can we talk about Kylian Mbappe? It's more about him, man. What a fantastic performance. Uh, we need to go there. We need to go with Kylian Mbappe. And of course we begin and Jonathan Johnson, by the way, will join us at some point, but we need to begin with PSG Barcelona 4-1. A Kylian Mbappe hat-trick. Moise Keane got a go in there. Barcelona just looked lost. They looked tired. And I tweeted this and I don't know what you think, uh, Jimmy, but this is the closest I've seen to a Pochettino-style performance from PSG since he arrived. It was the closest to what he wants them to play like they were aggressive. They were direct. They were together as a unit. And whenever they had even an inch of an opportunity, I think that was more evident in Kylian Mbappé's second goal. They just took it. They just went for it. They just countered. And Barcelona had nothing to say. I mean, I think I saw Ronald Koeman at the end of this game, like smiling at the end because he was like, you know what? Uh, I don't know what else to do. And this <laughs> basically to me is essentially or might have been just Lionel Messi's last game for Barcelona at Camp Nou in the Champions League. It's just, I just don't see them coming back from this um, in, you know, in, in the second leg. Give me your thoughts, especially, of course, <laughs> Kylian Mbappé. I, I, I really don't know. He's just I, amazing. He's just I amazing. He is, and I don't really know where to start. I, I, I'm going to say this. With, I'll go with Barcelona first. I think that the phrase the kids use today is they're washed. They are absolutely washed. This is Barcelona 
that isn't the same. They're halfway to an eight to two defeat over two legs. It's what they suffered against Bayern Munich last season. It doesn't look good. I think this golden age, this golden generation of Barcelona is done and dusted. And I think this is just another sign that something needs to change. And I, I suspect that Messi was going to leave anyway. This is just another indication that they might not win any trophies this season. And that's just not good enough for a club of Barcelona stature. So, so I'm going to start there. What I love about Mauricio Pochettino on the PSG side of things, outside of figuring out a way to get Kylian Mbappe in between those gaps and finding those spaces for him to run at that back four, which is not very good for Barcelona, is his style of pressing. We talk a lot about the high press of, you know, Jurgen Klopp. Everybody just belabors over the fact, oh, look how great this is. And it's had a tremendous amount of success. What I like about Pochettino, though, is he presses a little bit more in the mid block. You know, he, he shapes the, the first line shapes where they want the play to go. And then they are super aggressive about once that goes into the middle or out wide or wherever he tries to shape it, they try to win it there. And I really like that. I'm a big fan of that style. It, of pressing. The school is the Bielsa school of pressing. It's, Jimmy amazing. Conrad. it's, it's just amazing. when it works. It's so beautiful. So good. It's so John good. Jonathan Johnson has just joined us. And if JJ can't tell already, we're just praising PSG today. We think that it was the closest to a Pochettino style performance since he arrived. Kylian Mbappé is just out of this world. He basically grabbed his game and said, Lionel Messi, what? Enough. This is my world right here. And he took advantage with Neymar not being there. I'm so glad. I've never been so happy to be wrong on predictions than to see <laughs> what just happened here. Because PSG and Kylian Mbappé absolutely dominated. Jonathan Johnson, your thoughts on this game? Did I not tell you guys that he was primed for this kind of performance? I, to be honest, uh, I did expect Mbappe to step up to the plate and deliver something special. I didn't quite expect it to go this way. I mean, obviously, you start to fear the worst, especially with the way that PSG fell behind in the first half. Uh, you know, quite a fortuitous penalty for, for, for Barcelona. Sure, we can debate the, you know, the, whether it was right or wrong. It doesn't, it doesn't matter really anymore, matter JJ. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. even exactly. matter. PSG's exactly. in complete control. That penalty doesn't even matter anymore. That's how crazy it is. We don't even need exactly. to talk about it. It's just exactly. a leaf on the tree that was this game. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> exactly. And then, for, you know, for PSG to go to camp now uh, and put in that kind of performance, I think the thing that I liked the most about it, yes, it, it was definitely a Pochettino uh, display. You, you could definitely feel his, his influence in it. It's the hunger that PSG showed. You know, they weren't happy just going 2-1 up. You know, they had to get three, they had to get four. Uh, you know, we've rarely seen that from PSG uh, over the last couple of years. You know, this is a squad that's really starting uh, to come of age. You know, they look hungry when they're, they, you know, in that game. And it's something that they're absolutely going to have to show again in the second leg because, you know, I'm sure people are going to be talking up now, you know, is this going to be another remontada? I think we all know it's probably not going to be. You know, this Barca is definitely not the same Barca that managed to come back uh, a few years ago. But, you know, there, there's still going to be that narrative there. PSG need to go out with that same, uh, that same determination, that same hunger uh, at home in, in a couple of weeks' time, uh, you know, and really put the game to bed. You know, there were some fantastic performances uh, there this evening. You know, Marco Verratti was absolutely majestic. You know, obviously Mbappe, absolutely star of the show with the hat-trick. I think Moise Ken deserves... Credit for, for his performance, grabbed himself a goal, very happy for him. I think even Icardi in attack, okay, he missed some good chances, but his actual hold-up play was was not bad. Uh, I think that Pochettino managed the game very well. Bringing off Gay at halftime was a very smart move, especially putting on someone like Herrera, who replaces the energy value. Uh, you know, I think that that was, that was quite good. And then you look in the defence as well. Okay, Florenzi was overrun for most of it, but still managed to play a role in uh, Mbappe's second goal. 
and Kazawa, you know, Kazawa responded from being the guy who was penalized for the penalty, uh, you know, could have scored a goal himself, played a role uh, in the equalizer. And I, you know, I thought that he grew in confidence from there. Uh, it's a really impressive uh, PSG performance. The only slight worry was Kalon Navas towards the end of that match with that bizarre bit of play that nearly resulted in a Barcelona goal. But no, this he is did a it on purpose, JJ. <laughs> he did it on purpose. He was like, Barca, you can have one if you want. And oh, you missed that, whatever. We'll just keep going. Spot on, Jonathan Johnson. Spot on, especially about. Uh, just the way that they were not happy with just the one or the two. They just wanted to keep going. It's such a typical Pochettino thing. Jimmy, I'm going to give the mic to you. I just want you to uh, wrap up anything else, maybe especially from Barcelona, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, JJ doesn't see it. I, I don't, well, I don't know, but I don't see it. I just don't see a Barcelona comeback in the second leg. I just, they don't have enough. They don't have enough. And if you know anything about Pochettino is that he's going to see this as he's 4-1 down. And he's just one I want to keep going. What, what do you make of this, especially from Barcelona's side? Yeah, like I said before, JJ hopped on. This is an end of an era. I think this golden generation is finally done and dusted. You know, not only we talk about Messi, the speculation around him, but Jordi Alba is on his way out. Busquets, PK, they're just not the same guys. And that's just part of how it goes. It's the cycle of being a professional athlete. One day you're on top. And then when you get a little bit older, you're not on top anymore. And that's just father time coming to take them away. Messi seems to have, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, there's a, there's a handful that can defy the age thing, but, but a lot of other players cannot, they don't have the back four for me to outlast or to try to come back into this. This three goal deficit is crazy. I actually questioned Ronald Koeman's decision to take off Serginho Dest and bring on Mingueza because Dest was in the flow of the game a little bit. Yeah, Mbappe got him a couple times, but he's still a better athlete in a lot of different ways to, to at least keep pace with, with uh, Mbappe at that point. You bring in Mingueza, Mbappe's going to eat that guy for lunch, you know? And so I just, I worry about some of the subs there. I, they don't have that back four. Yeah, sure, maybe even if Messi goes in leg two and scores first and puts a little pressure on PSG, at some point, Barcelona's going to have to push farther and farther forward. And that's just Mbappe licking his chops to score one going on the other. It's just, they don't have, they don't have the squad to do it. And this is the end of days, I think for this Barcelona team. And there's a lot of issues there that need to be resolved both on and off the field. So I, I don't know what the future looks like. Yeah. JJ, final thoughts on this game before we move on to Liverpool against Leipzig. Yeah, I'm glad that Jimmy uh, brought up the, the the Dest situation because for me, I felt that at the beginning of the game, Dembele was quite disciplined in getting back, trying to help Dest out. And as soon as Dembele gave up on that, you know, he came a bit of, uh, became a bit of a villain of the game uh, for me because he missed a couple of good opportunities for Barca. But after that, you know, he he basically condemned Dest to, to, to being up against the pace that PSG were offering in attack. And I think it's a bit unfair on Dest, uh, you know, the way that he was the one who was sacrificed and brought off because I don't think it was a, a disastrous performance from him. Uh, I just think that once Dembele gave up on the orders that he'd been given by Kuman, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was always going to be an uphill task uh, from there for the American. Yep, absolutely. I just go back to when Gerard Piquet said uh, when they lost uh, heavily against Bayern Munich, you know, if they need to get rid of me, be it. Well, maybe we need to recirculate uh, that. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, we have a little time left here to discuss Liverpool against Leipzig. Well, fellas, we were all wrong in this one. We thought that Leipzig would take advantage. And to be honest with you, much of the game, Jimmy, was against the run of play, at least the lead from Liverpool's side. Mohamed Salah scores first from a defensive error. And then Sadio Mane, exactly almost a carbon copy from the first goal. And Liverpool actually looked more together in this one. But RB Leipzig has to be disappointed. 
Yeah, what I'm going to say with RB Leipzig is their lineup choices and, and kind of their movement as a group. I didn't really know what their defensive shape was other, other than putting 11 guys out on the field. I don't know where they were trying to trap Salah and Mane, if at all, if they're trying to stack them up. They did a lot of 1v1 defending, which is incredibly dangerous against a team like Liverpool, and especially that front three, one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world. They And then also the number nine up top. Like you, you went with Nkuku up top, who's more of an attacking mid, and you went with Olmo, who's also an attacking mid, it just didn't make any sense. They didn't have any holdup play. When Yusuf Poulsen finally came on as a proper number nine later in the game, they started to have a little bit more balance in their team. Otherwise, it just seemed kind of hopeful. I don't know if they're trying to create numerical advantages. I, I have a ton of questions for the manager, Julian Nagelsmann, about what he was doing and why, but it doesn't look good for them now heading into the second leg because the last thing you wanted to do was gift a goal to a team that was feeling vulnerable and feeling down on themselves. And they not only did one, they gave them two. And now Liverpool is flying. They're like, great, this is amazing. Thank you so much. We'll take these and we're going to win the second leg and we'll see you guys next season because we're going on to the quarterfinals. So I I, I have a lot of questions of, of RB Leipzig and Julian Nagelsmann, despite all the hype, maybe he over tinkers. Maybe he did the old Pep Guardiola in the Champions League where he's trying to do too much as opposed to just putting out a good solid 11 to go out and get a result. Yeah, and we saw this a little bit against Manchester United. And by the way, Liverpool, uh, you know, controlled in possession and shots on target. It was very uh, interesting. Uh, as you mentioned from RB Leipzig to, to play it like this. Jonathan Johnson, uh, surprised with this result. I mean, I know that we thought more of RB Leipzig, but, you know, Liverpool look more together. Got to give credit to them. Of course, they are the Premier League defending champions. Uh, won the Champions League recently. Uh, a good performance from them. Uh, I am massively shocked. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to pretend that I paid as much attention to the to the game as I did to the, the PSG match. But I, I'm. I mean, I am really, really surprised uh, by that result from a Leipzig point of view. Uh, I expected better from them. I didn't think that they would give up two goals. Uh, I thought that Liverpool would be lucky to get on the score sheet once. Uh, from what I've seen, uh, Olmo had a good chance in the first half, uh, and uh, then it was. Uh, you know, it basically it was it's very very strange. Uh, there's a lot being made of of Upper Meccano. People thought that he'd be more focused because his future is now settled. Looked anything but. Uh, you know, and Liverpool basically it's almost like the game got to a certain point where Liverpool were like, well, okay, you know, we can actually go out and and, and potentially win this one here. You know, we we thought we would be in for a hiding uh, from Leipzig. You know, it actually turned out that uh, Nagelsmann played into their hands. I mean, I, I didn't get a, a glimpse at what he was wearing. Perhaps he's worn another one of his funny suits that's brought some bad luck. But it, it, you know, it feels like a massive chance missed for Leipzig. And this is a huge advantage now for, for Liverpool. You know, it's going to be, have to be something special from the Germans at Anfield uh, in order for them to, uh, you know, for, for Liverpool to not advance now. Yeah, absolutely. Jimmy Conrad had to leave us, of course. Uh, as you know, it's a very busy day for all of us here at CBS Sports, but we remain with Jonathan Johnson. And I will say just this, JJ, at least those two goals were from huge defensive errors from RB Leipzig's part. It wasn't necessarily that Liverpool were overwhelming Leipzig and they couldn't handle it and eventually they conceded two goals. It was probably more from the other side. Uh, final thoughts from this game. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You know, it was self-inflicted and, uh, you know, it's a massive shame as well uh, because Leipzig are a very enjoyable team to watch. It's just they seem to, uh, you know, mismanage the games uh, when it comes to the, the real big occasion. We saw it in the Champions League semi-final last season. We've seen it again here and they're now facing an uphill task uh, in order to, to get through to the quarterfinals. Absolutely. Well, that's it. Jonathan Johnson, thank you so much for joining and we're thanking Jimmy Conrad as well. But JJ, thank you so much, brother. My man, a pleasure as always. 
Hey, everybody. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad and Jonathan Johnson for joining me today. Don't forget, we have plenty more. If you go to Kegolasso Pod, if you go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, we have our Wednesday preview. We'll come back with Wednesday recap. We'll have Europa League preview. We'll have weekend preview. All of it. All of it you can find, of course, on all those channels, including cbsports.com. We're on youtube.com forward slash Lasso. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the return of the Champions League and get ready because there's much more to come. See you next time. Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life, while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger. And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.